everyone. Welcome back to the Real Estate Student Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jason Hardy, the founder and chairman of Chatterson Drive and the co-founder and CEO of Only. Hi, Gracie. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So a lot of students and a lot of our listeners have taken a couple classes from you and we're curious about how you found your way into the real estate industry. Um, hmm, that's a really good question. I mean, I, you know, to be honest with you, I fell into it. It wasn't my intention of ever getting into real estate. I don't think many people go through school uh, up until the Westman Center and the, the real estate studies program. I don't think many people thought about going to school and uh, specializing in real estate. When I was going to school, there was no real estate program. There's only one in North America. It was at Columbia in the US, but otherwise there was no real estate studies programs in all of North America, so it wasn't a possibility. Um, I started my career um, working for the Walt Disney World Company in Orlando, Florida, which was really cool. Kind of changed my life and set a kind of a new course uh, and direction. And that kind of got me, I was interested in getting into like sports marketing and the event marketing world. That was something I was really interested in. So Disney was perfect. And um, when I came back, I'm originally from Toronto. When I originally came back to Toronto after working for Disney, um, I had a friend uh, that encouraged me to come to Calgary and said it was the next great city in the country. I'd never been here. And so I came here and um, I worked for a sports marketing company and I hated it. I realized, oh, this is probably not a good future uh, for me. So I spent a couple of years doing that and realized it wasn't going to be a career for me. And I had been given an opportunity to work for a local uh, real estate uh, marketing company. And they, they had almost exclusively projects through the US. And being a guy in my early 20s, traveling to the States every other week seemed pretty cool. And working on kind of big real estate projects like resorts and private communities was like a pretty cool opportunity for a young guy to be kind of jet setting around the US every other week. So I said yes. So the shift from sports marketing to real estate, you didn't like sports marketing. What attracted you then to real estate? I kind of, um, I think everything happens in life for a reason. You know, we end up doing all the things we do in life for a reason, even though when it's, it, it doesn't feel like it's, it's supposed to be happening this way or it's not working, like everything is uh, happening to you for a reason. And so Disney happened to me for a reason. I learned kind of the art of uh, storytelling. I learned the art of like creating amazing, memorable experiences for people. Um, I learned about kind of the customer journey and like how to cr make people feel something special about that customer journey. So I learned that in Disney and it was a natural parlay into sports marketing. Um, if you looked at sort of putting on like big events and big sporting events, it was all about creating an experience. And so it was the perfect, like Disney to sports marketing. The company that I worked for is called T1. Uh, they're based at a Toronto T1 agency. They used to be called Trojan One. A guy started that company by the name of Mark Harrison and a brilliant, brilliant sports marketing guy. But it was really, really cool. But um, I learned a lot in sports marketing that I've I applied a lot in sports marketing that I learned from Disney and I learned that it could work. Like I could take a lot of the concepts that I learned in, in Disney and apply it to sports marketing. But then when I got this job in real estate marketing, it became even more clear that all of the things that I had learned in Disney and combined with the things I learned 
in sports marketing could be applied to marketing real estate. And you could take that uh, experience, the macro to micro experience of marketing and creating the customer journey and all the touch points within the customer experience. You could take all of those things from Disney and from sports marketing. You could actually, actually apply them to how we market and sell and position real estate regardless of the asset class. It works for commercial, residential, resort, mixed use. It doesn't matter. You can apply that customer journey and experience and market positioning that you learn in, um, that I learned a lot about in Disney and sports marketing. You could really, you can really apply that to real estate. And that was kind of our, my niche in the world. I, I, I found this really cool opportunity and early on in my career, um, I found success. Like I took, I applied what I learned in Disney to bringing real estate projects to market and the projects I worked on were like wildly successful. Now, was it all because of me and this new approach? No. Uh, part of it was the right time, uh, the right market, you know, the right project, the right opportunity. It was a culmination of, of things. And like what I always say about marketing real estate, the thing I love about the real estate sector so much is there isn't one person in the industry that knows how to do everything. That's what I probably love the most about the industry is that I know my, I know what I'm really good at. I know my niche. I stay in my lane, but I also know that in order to bring a successful real estate project to life, to fruition, it takes a multitude of experts and disciplines and people that focus in different niche areas. And that's what I love about it is that I know what I'm really, really great at, but I also love surrounding myself by so many other people in the industry that are amazing at what they do and are critical components of the equation. So what would you, this might be a bit of a difficult question, but what would you say from your own perspective was a skill set that you have that allowed you to excel in these opportunities and be successful early on in that starting out position in the real estate industry for our students listening that are kind of wondering you know, what path to go in out of graduation, what kind of skill set do you recognize there? Okay, this is a, like a really good question. And, and you know, it, it forces me to kind of think back as to like, geez, like, where did I learn how to do this? Because you didn't just wake up one day and learn how to be really great at marketing real estate or real estate development. For me, the best piece of advice that I was given that I really did apply, because I don't think I was given a choice. Like, um, was to shut up and listen and learn. And, um, you know, I, I remember when I was starting my career in real estate marketing, I knew nothing. Like I'd never worked for a developer. I never worked for a home builder. I never worked for a master plan community uh, developer. Like none of these things existed. And so the best advice I was given was to be a sponge. You know, I think a lot of like when I was coming out of school, no different than you guys being in school, I kind of felt like I knew a lot. And I, you know, I was like, well, I got my BCom or I got my MBA and, you know, like I know a lot. But the reality is, is that when you're coming out of school, you got to remain humble and you got to remember that there's a long, long road ahead and there's a lot to learn. And in the real estate sector, in addition to like, you know, getting a specialization or your BCom or your MBA, um, the best way to learn is to just shut up and, 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 and to be a sponge and to surround yourself by amazingly talented people that are passionate about what they do, 
that are really good at what they do, that are respected for what they do, um, and, and just be quiet and be a bit of a bump on a log. And so what I learned really early is I was really fortunate. I worked on some amazing real estate projects right around North America, right across North America, um, from east to west, north, north to south. I worked on some amazing projects, but I was nobody. I didn't have a lot of experience or expertise to bring to the table. Sure, I had a little bit of education, but that was, like, that was irrelevant in the equation. So I learned to just sit at the end of the table. I didn't go anywhere for the first like five years of my career, and I still don't to this day, without a notepad and a pen, constantly taking notes, listening, and writing notes. And uh, that was really important to me. And so I think I, um, I was a sponge. I listened, I absorbed, I learned, and I took a ton of notes. And I surrounded myself with the most talented, influential people that I could potentially be around. I would do everything just to get myself into that boardroom or into that presentation or into that meeting, but I wasn't there to contribute. I was there to listen, learn, and absorb. So I really love getting to know what makes the person that we hear now to be the CEO or the founder. I really like to dig into the background of it and hear like, well, who were you before you were um, the founder of Chatterson Drive? So were you a competitive sports guy and that was kind of na a nature you had to you? Were you, uh, what kind of makes up your getting into this before you were? Yeah, so like prior to starting Chatterson, um, you know, I didn't just become an on, wake up one day and become an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I, I worked for other people and I learned. And I think it goes back to the listening and the learning and the absorbing and the taking tons of notes. And, and I was, you know, my motto, our company motto and my personal motto from the beginning is passion drives success. And like I wholeheartedly believe that if you're going to be successful in life, successful in a career you gotta be passionate about it it can't be boring to you and so you know for me i fell in love with real estate i love it i absolutely love it they're not making any more land i mean all facets of real estate every sector every asset class just is so intriguing and exciting to me i just think it's such a cool industry to be in and i highly recommend it because there's so many different niche opportunities and roles that you can fill no matter you know your skill set or left brain or right brain whatever you may be but like pre-chatterson i was working for other people and so the first company i worked for was a calgary-based real estate marketing company that predominantly had projects in the u.s a company called applied communications and it was led by this amazing guy he was such a smart uh, brilliant visionary with great ideas he was a great salesman a great presenter he really understood the customer experience. His name was Dan McWilliam and the company was Applied Communications. Um, and it was an amazing company and I learned so much from him. And he was really the one in, like, in my career that ignited my passion and um, in enthusiasm for real estate. He kind of showed me what was possible and I loved it. And I was really grateful. I learned a lot from him. And then from there, you know, I became a director of sales and marketing for another real estate marketing company. And, uh, you know, did a good job. And, you know, part of it was luck and part of it was timing and a little bit was skill. But I worked on some really cool projects and had some great successes and a lot of fun. I think if you're going to be successful at something, you know, you're going to have fun. And, I, you know, it's a big part of like, I'm a big kid. 
and I love what we do, but like we have the music cranked, you know, EDM cranked in the office every day. And it's my office is the anti-office. It's black everything. And I think, you know, being successful has a lot to do with enjoying what you're doing and like having a lot of fun. And uh, so, you know, we try and make it fun. And I was with this company and it was great. We grew the company from like six people to like 30 plus people in just a few years. But I started to realize, man, I think I could do this for myself. I think I could do this better without you know, having one guy above me. And so the time may, may have been bad, but it was the fall of 2008, beginning of 2009, the start of the global economic downturn. And that's when I started Chatterson. And I don't know, I had a feeling in me that it was, the timing was right. And people said, you're crazy. Why would you start uh, a company, a real estate marketing company at a time when the real estate sector was crashing? And I, my response was pretty simple. It was like, well, this is when the industry needs me more than ever. You know, when there's no problems to solve, they don't need my help. But when there's lots of problems to solve is when they needed my help. And that's what I kind of brought to Chatterson, you know, almost 14 years ago when we started the company was just a desire to solve problems. And so, and being a little bit of the doctor and listening to customers and listening to people and hearing about what their problems were and thinking of ideas and solutions and ways to solve their problems in a way that had never been done before. And that's kind of how we, how we began. And uh, I never thought it was going to be big. Like I never thought Chatterson was going to grow, that I was going to have, you know, 10, 15, 20 employees. I really just, I started it in my living room, in my condo and from my like little makeshift desk. And I just wanted to make enough money to pay my bills. And it grew into something a lot bigger and like, something I'm super proud of to this very day, more so because of the people and the culture that we've created, less about me, but more about, you know, what it's been able to do for some of our customers and our staff. And we've had a good impact and I'm really proud of that. I think it's very safe to say that a big piece of advice you would give to students is how incredibly important it is to surround yourself with the right people, both in a mentorship role and as a team who you choose to follow and surround yourself with. That seems to be a key to your success. Definitely. I mean, the differentiator for me in my life with, you know, what I've been able to achieve to date, which I still feel like I'm learning. Like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm cruising and I figured it all out. I feel like I'm in second gear, still trying to figure out how to get into third. Um, I really wholeheartedly believe that in life and in business, you are, you are the company you keep and you're only as good as the people you surround yourself by. And I believe that I believe that business and in personal. And so a couple of things that I've been doing since the beginning that have, you know, paid off in spades for me was just surrounding myself by great people, you know, supportive positive uh, people that uh, believed in me, that believed in what I was capable of doing, that, you know, were, were there for me when I was not feeling great or feeling down or, or feeling like I couldn't do something. They were there saying, yes, you can. You, you can do this. You're great. You're incredible. You're going to do amazing things. Keep going. And people that were pushing you. And I, you know, business and personal have always surrounded myself with people like that people that were just like awesome influences. And, you know, when somebody wasn't a great influence on me, when somebody was like negative or somebody constantly pessimistic, um, 
I, I really stopped spending time with those people. And that, that was in my personal life, but also in business too. And so the other piece of it on the business side in terms of mentorship, I think mentorship is the number one way for you to get ahead in your career. Hands down. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care about your MBA or your BCom or what your GPA is. It doesn't matter to me. To me is like, how much mentorship have you sought out in your career? How much of you mentorship have you sought out as you're getting your education? Um, that's kind of what's critical. And, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, now in the entrepreneurial world that own other companies that don't even have mentors. And I, it blows my mind to see how people have gotten as far as they have gotten without surrounding themselves with some mentorship. And uh, to me, it's been the key to my success. I have an amazing, amazing um, mentorship circle around me. I have three or four people that have been around in my life through my career for the past 10 to 20 years that have been with me every step of the way that have been there through the hard times, through the good times, and like through the big challenges that I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the mentors that I have around me in my life that have helped guide me on the right path, but also help, ha helped to keep me humble and keep my feet on the ground. And that's another big thing too, because if you're good at what you do, at some point you're going to take off. And when you take off, it's easy to kind of rise up off the ground and think you're, you're too cool for school. And I've always had some pretty great mentors around me that weren't afraid to pull me back down. They weren't afraid to kind of hold up the mirror and, and say, you know, and, and force me to be a little bit more humble and uh, to look at the bigger picture and not get carried away or not get distracted. And so mentors are everything. Um, I, in my personal life, I surround myself with amazing people. I've got great friends, great family. Um, but on the business side, I have, you know, some of the most well-respected leaders from the real estate sector in the business world that are in my corner supporting me and like you know cheering me on and, and challenging me to kind of like make it to the next level and I wouldn't be where I am today without those mentors so to me it, it is my secret sauce is the people the, the company I keep that's amazing we offer the NAOP and ULI mentorship program through RISA so a lot of our listeners are getting involved there that's really valuable for them to hear because that's exactly what we're trying to push. So I know that you are getting very involved in prop tech, but tell our listeners a bit about your journey into this world. Cool. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. So um, really excited about it. Um, you know, we at, at, at in my, my, first company, Chatterson, had been in the world of real estate marketing, and we learned a lot about, uh, you know, residential real estate and what consumers were really looking for in terms of a shopping experience for a new home. And we saw a huge problem in the industry. We've been seeing it for years. And the problem was, is that every other industry, every other uh, product that a consumer can buy today, you can shop online. I mean, you name me one product you can't shop for online. There's not many of them except for real estate, which is so weird. And uh, we found it to be a huge problem that every other industry really caught up. The residential real estate industry really has prided itself in taking its cues from the automotive sector, from the car manufacturers. 
And even despite that, you know, the real, the residential real estate industry and real estate in general is known as being a pretty uh, old school, archaic industry, slow to adopt new innovations and trends and stuff. It's always been that way. It's pretty old school. Um, but we know that, you know, the way that consumers want to shop for a home isn't by being forced to visit a show home or a sales center or a, a presentation center. Although inevitably they're always going to go there because, you know, you want to go and touch it and feel it. It's real estate. You want to see it. So it doesn't, it doesn't stop that. But we knew that the way that customers want to shop for a home is online. They want to be able to do the research on their own, just like they do for every other product that they buy. And real estate from a residential perspective is the single largest purchase decision that a consumer will typically ever make in their entire life. And so they want to do more research than they would do for most other things. And so one of the things that we knew was that in the residential home builder world, you know, they had this assumption that customers, once they had decided on the community and the home that they wanted to buy, that their customers come to their website two or three times to do some research. And we know that to be not be true. We know that a customer that has decided on the community and decided on the home that they're gonna buy and the home builder, they know that they're coming back to that home builder's website two, three, four, five dozen times, like almost obsessive compulsive. But of course you are, you're spending three, four, five hundred thousand plus dollars on a home. You're gonna do your research. You're not just, you know, you're not researching it the same way you're researching it, you know, for your new, you know, wireless earphones. So um, we looked at that as a problem that we wanted to solve. And, uh, and alas, we created only. And only is really the future of new home shopping online. And what it does is from the consumer's perspective, it allows customers to shop for a home that the way, the way they want to. It allows them to build and price and shop and compare um, the different homes and models and specifications and upgrades and features um, that they want from the comfort of their own device, from the comfort of their own home. And that's what only is kind of seeking out to do um, for the consumer is to really bring, help bring the new home buying experience into the 21st century. And that's what we're trying to do for every major production home builder in North America and hopefully eventually around the world is our goal. Um, so we're really excited about that, um, of getting that venture off the ground. It's been really amazing. Uh, you know, I'm impatient, so I wish it was happening faster. From the home builder's perspective, um, what Only is doing is giving them unprecedented insights into the behaviors of their customers, into what a customer is really looking for in terms of wants and needs in a home. It's giving them data and analytical insights um, into consumer behavior that they've never even been able to see before. A builder doesn't even know these things until, you know, that customer maybe purchased from them or maybe did not. So we're providing an unprecedented back-end uh, data insight dashboard into consumer behavior that really allows their frontline sales ambassadors to have more meaningful conversations and engage in deeper relationships with their prospective purchasers and allow them to bring qualified prospects deeper into the sales funnel, which allows them to close more sales way faster. And so we're, that's probably what we're most excited about is what it is going to do for the home building industry and allowing them to really, frontline salespeople are the most valuable resource within a home builder's organization. And 
their biggest complaint across the board anywhere in North America is I spend too much time with tire kickers. I spend too much time with people that aren't really qualified and ready to buy. And this allows the frontline salespeople the ability to spend their valuable time, their precious time with people that are qualified and interested and ready to purchase. So that's kind of only in a nutshell from the customer perspective, but also the builder perspective. And we're super excited about it, like incredibly excited about it. And we think we have uh, uh, some, some pretty amazing milestones coming up for the company. So that was probably a lot for the students to digest for those that are unfamiliar with PropTech. And I know that you're heavily involved with PropTech at the university as well. And what advice would you have for students, you know, maybe based on your experience so far getting involved in PropTech for how they can get their foot in the door, either still being in school or once they get out of school? You know, PropTech's huge. It is like the, it is the new frontier for the real estate sector, regardless of asset class. There's no doubt about it. PropTech will be disrupting every asset class within this industry, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, either you're gonna get on board or you're gonna be left behind. PropTech is gonna make the industry more efficient. It's gonna make the customer experience more, like way better the way that they want it to be. Um, it's gonna do amazing things for the industry. And the beauty of like the world that we live in right now, like this re remote world, we're not doing this in person, because of the pandemic is, you know, if you're good at what you do, now it doesn't matter if you're in Calgary. It doesn't matter if you're in Edmonton. It doesn't matter if you're in Toronto. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, so finding your niche in this industry and like what does the future of the real estate sector look like? Well, it's going to have a lot to do with technology. That's for sure. It's going to have a lot to do with prop tech. And the other piece of it is it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you can be in your condo in Calgary, you can be in your house in Toronto. If you're talented and exceptional at what you do and you decide to kind of venture down this road of prop tech and you can find your niche in the real estate sector and find a way to solve a major problem using technology, um, there's going to be tremendous opportunity in the industry and it doesn't matter where you are. You're going to be able to work from home and be able to be really well known and being an innovator and a disruptor in the industry by being able to embrace, you know, new innovations and technologies in particular prop tech. Amazing. And just for students who are listening, um, Risa is trying to get together a event for prop tech startups that hopefully Jason and only can make an appearance. So, if you're looking to get interested and you'd like to hear more, we will be announcing some exciting news on that front coming up here. Um, Jason, I want to wrap this up. I know you have to go, but we'd love to hear about, in a nutshell, the future, the next five, ten years. What does success look like for you? What do you have in store? Um, amazing. Great question. You know, for me, what it looks like is, uh, you know, probably being back in the office because I love working in the office rather than working from home and being collaborative and working with my team. But the next kind of five years for me looks like a real solid focus on prop tech and solving some of the industry's biggest problems and challenges using technology and innovation. Um, using machine learning and AI and fintech and really cool 
new emerging trends and technologies to solve some of the industry's most long-standing problems. So um, I will say that next five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, the one thing that'll be a guarantee for me is that I'll be uh, still focused on the real estate sector, which is where my passion lies. So if you'll, you'll find me, maybe it'll be on the development side at some point. I think it's inevitable. I'll get it. I'll get into the development side, but um, for definitely the five, the next five years plus definitely on, uh, on prop tech and solving some of the industry's biggest uh, uh, problems with, by using data. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on today, Jason. I know that this will deliver a lot of quality to our listeners and they were very excited to have you as a guest today. So we really appreciate it. Thanks guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe to the Real Estate Student Podcast and share with your friends.